Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Dr. Arthur Perry, he's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. Don, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. And I went to his office and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. We're going to do with your face. What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. I said, I'm going to maybe could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace in delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here. I almost forgot my name. We're, we're live from Sag Harbor in the uh, Hamptons this evening, and I, I am broadcasting with Susan Warner. Susan, how are you this hey, evening? Hey, Dr. Perry. How are you on this really hot day? It is wiltingly hot. Is that a word? Using a lot of that sunscreen yeah, of yours. It, it's a lot. Yeah, it's really, it's been uh, hot. It's been humid. It's a tough day, but we're in an air-conditioned environment in uh, the Hamptons, so we're uh, doing this show live, and I'm happy to be here. All right, so what is this show? If you haven't listened for the last 17 years, you've missed all the great stories about breast implants and about wrinkles and jowls and and fat hips and things like that. That's what we talk about. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon and host of What's Your Wrinkle for many, many years. Uh, broadcasting with my sidekick in the studio, Noah Fleischman. Noah, thank you so much. And now with Susan Warner. Susan is an independent college counselor in Manhattan, but she's so much more than that. So she, much more. Oh, she is. She's an observer of cosmetic surgery, and we'll talk about that in a minute, Susan. She is uh, uh, the host of her own, the hostess or host of your own podcast, Susan is Suddenly Single, that you can hear. Where can you hear it, Susan? You can hear it on iHeart. You can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible. And if you have found yourself suddenly single, if you're over 50, whether it's from divorce or death of your spouse, this is a podcast you're going to want to listen to. So uh, I heartily recommend it. It, it is entertaining at times, tear-jerking, uh, but it is very educational. So uh, Susan is suddenly single. And uh, and she's suddenly my co-host. And so tonight, we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about your wrinkles. We're going to talk about filler. Uh, so we were at a restaurant last night in a Sag Harbor, a, a great pizza place, Sag Pizza. And, and we looked over to a table next to us and saw someone with enormous lips. <laughs> enormous lips. And so many people, you know, it really strikes uh, a chord in me when I see people that have had filler 
that, you know, you've heard the commercials. Uh, no duck lips here. You know, I don't make duck lips, but uh, I saw some duck lips last night. Hopefully she's not listening to this, Susan. But we looked She'd at never the, think you're talking about her. Never, never. because <laughs> And it was very interesting. And we had a discussion about how people get duck lips. So tonight we're going to talk about filler. We're going to talk about how I do it, and I don't get duck lips. Uh, it's extremely versatile, one of the most... Uh, uh, versatile things in all of cosmetic surgery. It goes way beyond surgery because I can do s almost surgical uh, approaches to your nose and your chin and your cheeks uh, with just a needle. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about when you need your breast implants replaced. So if you have breast implants, you're going to want to listen. Uh, we're going to talk again, again, about something that is rising in popularity. It's really quite amazing. Buckle fat pads, you know. It's Never heard of them until you mentioned them a month ago. I'll tell you something. You know, I, I used to do a lot of these. That's the fat in your cheeks. So, Susan, I want you to take your, yeah, that's it. Suck in your cheeks. You know, I don't like, have a lot of fat in my no, cheeks. No, you don't. But you remember when you were a little kid and you showed your parents, you know, your funny face, fish, right? Fish face. That's right. So if you suck it in, you can... You can take the fat of your cheeks inside your mouth. You can feel it. Some people chew on it if you have a lot of, uh, of fat inside your cheeks, and uh, it's called buckle fat pads. And I used to do them you know, occasionally with facelifts, and I've done them for oh, probably 30 years. But I guess, I guess one of the uh, infamous Kardashians or one of that ilk had buckle fat pads removed and talked about it on social media. And all of a sudden, it has ignited an interest. So in the last month, I've done two of these after not having done them for a while. And I've got two more patients booked up ahead that are going to have their buckle fat pads. So I'm going to talk about that tonight. And, of course, we're going to take your phone calls, 800 321-0710 is a phone number here at WOR. Even though we're at the Hamptons, you're anywhere from Maine to Virginia or all over the country with the benefit of the World Wide Web listening to this show. And apparently in Norway, <laughs> we, we found out a that big this, following a big Norway. following. There's at least five people because I get the ratings in Norway and all over the world. Very interesting. God knows why. I guess the three people in Norway or five, uh, they love this show. So give me a call if you're in Norway, 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. We're going give, to be giving away bottles of daytime. Daytime is the SPF 20 sunscreen. It's all you need. Go out there, smear it on. I know you put it on all over. I, I did too. I am a devoutee of that product. That's right. And you never burn. Mm -hmm. And you put it on the right way. We talked mm -hmm. a few weeks ago about the bottle cap. I use technique. plenty. I know. And and the truth Prettiest is color I've ever tanned. Yeah. Very nice. Very really very nice. Yeah. You do not your skin will not age. It will not because you're not getting uh, that severe ultraviolet uh, radiation. Do you know, by the way, the only thing that you can do, a meaningful thing to decrease aging caused by sun exposure, besides use sunscreen, do you know what it is, Susan? Let's see. I don't know if she's... The only thing you can do for your skin? Yeah, what can you do? I'll give you a hint. You could either eat it or you could put it on your skin. And, all right, another hint. It's a vitamin. C? <laughs> oh! All right, she's going to hit me afterwards for setting her up. No, not C. It is vitamin B3, niacinamide. It's okay. It's all right. Now I know I do. Susan went to that mail order medical school, and uh, so, no, but vitamin... <laughs> Don't hit me. All right. So vitamin B3, niacinamide, and it is 500 milligrams a day. You can take the tablet. You can eat it. You can, uh, she's mad at me. You can, uh, you can take niacinamide, and it actually does help 
uh, decrease ultraviolet damage to your skin. Niacinamide. You can also put it on your skin in a 5% concentration, which is why, by the way, Susan Warner, I have 5% niacinamide in my daytime in the morning. I was it, just going to ask you, do you put it in your product? Exactly. Then and I get it. I did it way before it became popular because uh, my product has been out there since 2013, and it was only a few years ago published in the New England Journal of Medicine, and there was another paper earlier this year that affirm, reaffirmed that niacinamide is that ingredient that can decrease uh, the damage of uh, of um, solar uh, uh, solar damage, ultraviolet damage. So uh, yeah, absolutely, it's niacinamide. But if you use it to prevent the ultraviolet damage, then uh, then you would have to put it on. You have to eat it or put it on your skin about 20 to 30 minutes beforehand. So so that is your lesson today about niacinamide. But all you have to do is buy use your product by daytime or call the show 800-321-0710, and I'll send you a bottle. All right, so filler. Let's start talking about filler, Susan. I know that uh, you're a fan of filler. I'm a fan. And uh, soon I'll be injecting myself as I start aging. Please don't do that. And, well, you know, mirrors and... <laughs> when do you expect to start aging? Uh, pretty soon. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, you know, you get older. You know, I've been doing this for 30-something years, but... Started uh, at 10? Know, the boyish good looks. That's right. I, well, I was the youngest plastic surgeon in the United States. When Funny, I, I should bring it It's up. true. I was 30 when I started. It's true because uh, my mother started me in kindergarten. So that? <laughs> so that I would be able to specialize. I started a year old. It's true. Oh, it's so a true. Smart. I told her that. Okay. She doesn't want to hear that story. So let's, <laughs> let's talk about filler. Fillers. So now I know there are people listening around the country that know that story is correct. So we were in that uh, that restaurant last night, and we saw this woman who had these duck lips. So why do I not get duck lips? Because the technique that I use can't do it. I can't give you duck lips because I use micro droplets of filler. So what is filler, by the way? Those of you who are not familiar with it, 1.6 million people in the United States had wrinkle filler last year. 1.6 million. That's a lot of people. Not as many as Botox. Botox was, depending on who you look at, anywhere from 4 to 6 million people. That means which database you look at. Uh, but that's still an awful lot of people. And contrast that to the most popular surgical procedure in the United States, a breast, re uh, breast augmentation or liposuction, in the three to 400,000 range. So these non-invasive procedures dwarf the surgical procedures. And why is that? Because it works, because it's incredibly safe, and uh, it really is game-changing. So I know you don't have any wrinkles, but if you had wrinkles, Susan, uh, then we would be able to numb up your face. We've done this. We have. All right. So I don't want to violate that's your... That's not fair. Your, your, you need to tell the oh, audience. Oh, I can't. You can. I can't I violate your confidentiality. Now, Susan, I have done uh, filler on Susan and, uh, you know, the zillions and zillions of wrinkles. No, the few wrinkles that she had that <laughs> I've crossed the line that I have filled... And uh, I use either Restylane products or Juvederm products. They are hyaluronic acid products. There are other fillers out there. There's things like calcium hydroxyl apatite, which is radius, which I used to use a lot of. I still use it in the hands because it's a white opaque material. Uh, but it's more likely than the hyaluronic acid fillers to cause uh, nodules and, and lumps. Not, still not common. I'd say in about 1,000 people that I did radius in, I had about seven lumps over the years. 
and uh, about six, seven, eight thousand people that I've done hyaluronic acid filler in, I've had exactly one lump. And that was a really unusual, probably a, an allergic reaction, a, a rare one. So when we come back from our break, Susan, we're going to talk about how I do filler, how it's different from almost everyone. I, I have to say, it really is pretty unique. I do the micro droplet technique, and I'm going to talk about that, how I can do filler and make you look as natural as you would like, because no one wants to look like a duck, except those in Central Park. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry with Susan Warner here broadcasting live from Sag Harbor, New York. The phone number 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. What do you want from your skincare? I know what you want. You want products that actually do what they're supposed to do. And you want skincare that's simple to use. You want skincare that's non-toxic. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created exactly that. Great skincare with effective ingredients, inexpensive, and easy to use. And to look great, you only need four products. I've got daytime SPF 20 skin protector. That's your foundation. I've got a moisturizer and a nighttime serum that contains vitamin C and A, fruit acid, antioxidants and skin brighteners and once you've used my clean time soap well you're never going to be able to go back to the cleansers that have been harming your skin for years I want everyone to try my products so for a limited time I'm giving WOR listeners 20% off go to drperrys.com that's d-r-p-e-r-r-y-s.com or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY use the WOR21 code for the discount to learn more listen every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on W-O-R. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, co-hosting with Susan Warner, live from Sag Harbor, New York, the Hamptons, where it is a full six degrees cooler than Manhattan. <laughs> and uh, people are melting in Manhattan. They're melting all over the country. And I hope you are wearing your sunscreen. You certainly need it right now. We just looked it up. The UV index is 2 to 3 in the Hamptons right now, so you don't need it right now. But you sure do need it almost every other day until probably about the end of September, uh, especially now with uh, what people are calling climate change. I think that's good for the sale of uh, – it's not good for anything, but it's probably good for the sale of sunscreen. Uh, anyway, all right, so we're going to talk about filler and how I do it. I've been doing filler for a long time. A lot of plastic surgeons – do not like doing these minor procedures. I actually like it. I find it to be very artistic, and I really get to know my patients because I always say to my patients, the hardest part of having the filler with me is having to listen to me babble for an hour. You know, you can turn this radio off, but if you're numbed up and in my... She's shaking her head. Yeah, you can say it, Susan. <laughs> she's you get to hear all those anecdotes. All the anecdotes going right back to nursery school. And, I think, and even I earlier. think when you did my filler once, you actually said to me, I glazed over. You said, are you okay there? Yeah. I was fine, just yeah. phasing you yeah. out. She fell asleep, as so many people try <laughs> to do. Falling asleep, having needles put in your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's how I do it. Okay, so I inject you probably five to six hundred separate times. And if you, if you hear that, you say, well, I'm not having that. Right. I know some people that will do maybe five injections, and that's how you get duck lips. That's exactly how you do that, because they put the needle in the lip, and they thread the material through, and uh, they put almost a whole syringe in the uh, bottom lip and the upper lip, and there you go. You think that's it. That is a recipe for looking bizarre. 
and we don't want to do what's called the liquid facelift and fill your face up with so much filler that it lifts up your cheeks. That's not a good idea, uh, nor is putting lots and lots of filler in. The right way to do this, and this is what I teach the residents at Columbia and Cornell and, and Rutgers where I, uh, I teach, uh, we want to do the micro droplet technique, and that means the amount of filler that I inject in any one spot will maybe be the amount that sits on the head of a pen. It's a tiny, tiny amount, Susan. You've seen this. And, uh, you know, I'll make like a little sewing machine in a wrinkle that's, uh, you know, a couple millimeters long. I'll inject five times in that little wrinkle. So if you've got lots of wrinkles around your lips, on your cheeks, I will inject hundreds and hundreds of times. And the way I do that without it hurting you, because I know a lot of you are saying, that would be torture, right? How many injections? I do it like a dentist does. I numb you up. Inside the mouth, there are four nerves. Just like your dentist can numb up the entire row of teeth, and if the dentist gets it just right, your nose gets a little numb also. When I do this, inside the mouth, you get numb from your eyelid to the top of your lip, and I do that on both sides, and then on the bottom, also the same thing. And I can get almost all patients get uh, almost numb. How's that? About 90% of people get completely numb, and some feel a little bit. So you supplement with Emla cream, which is an anesthetic cream. And, and then, you know, again, the worst part is having to listen to me just ramble. ramble on and on and on as I tell you stories. And I fill the wrinkles. And then what I do is, uh, let me see your lips, Susan. Okay, so you have very nice lips. The, you have red lips, and the above the red is white skin, right? But if you are 20 and you run your finger along your lip from your nose to your lip, you'll feel a little bit of a ridge. Now, I'm going to feel your ridge. Oh, you have that because I put it there. Because you put it there. That's right. So, uh, so the ridge between the red and white of your lip goes away as you get older, and that contributes to the lipstick bleed lines, those dreaded lipstick bleed lines. I've had patients that have had those lines a half an inch radiating, radiating like spokes of a wheel out from their lips. And what I do with the filler is creatively just put a little bit in. And you know what? The secret to doing it well, Susan, and you know this, is doing it how many times? Once? No. No, no I would say I'd say a solid three. Well, two, Four. three. It depends. It really depends on how many wrinkles. There are some people that it only takes one treatment. Uh, and uh, there are others, however, that uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. Wait, w words with front? No, that's the New York Times. Oh, that's okay, Susan. <laughs> Um, all right, so the wrinkles get filled, and and like spokes of a wheel, I fill those little wrinkles, but sometimes you can't fill them the entire amount, so that's why we take two times or three times. If I try and fill those once, that's when you get the lip curling out, and that's when you look like a a duck. That's right. We don't want you to look like a duck. And then I fill the nasolabial folds, and then I fill the corner of the mouth, those lines. You don't have these. They're lines that go from the corner of your mouth down to the bottom of your chin, your mandible, and those are called marionette lines, and those are really bothersome. And the reason they're bothersome, worse than the nasolabial folds, is because children don't have that. Children have nasolabial folds. If you look at a 10-year-old, you'll see a little fold. And a lot of people come in and they say, get rid of these. And if you get rid of them, and a lot of people who are not good at this. And by the way, Susan, there are physician's assistants doing this. There are nurse practitioners doing this. There are dentists doing this. And then there are artists like the plastic surgeons that spend six years after medical school learning how to do exactly this. Do you think there's a difference between the people doing this that are nurses or dentists 
and the plastic surgeon. What do you think? No, I will say, Dr. Perry, after having injections by you, that there is a true art and sculpture to injections. And I've watched you do a transformation on, on me, on other patients, where it's actually sculpting a face. And it really is. And, and, and that's the thing. You know, when you see these storefront places, you know, I mean, people don't like it when I say this because there are lots of nurses doing this and, and physician's assistants and dentists and who knows who else. Uh, you know, they, they said, why did Willie Sutton rob banks? Oh, boy, this is a loaded thing to say on the radio because that's where the money is. Why is everyone and their brother doing this? Because, you know, they don't want to uh, work in the insurance world. And uh, this is a cash business, and, and that's just a fact of life, unfortunately. And, and board-certified plastic surgeons who spend six years in residency learning how to do these techniques, learning how to be sculptors, creative artists with the skin and the body tissues, you know, we see this, and you know, this is the way it is. The law allows this. But you as an educated consumer should be able to protect yourself, and, uh, you know, you get what you pay for. If you go in and have uh, someone who took a two-hour course with a half-hour lunch break, which exists, it really does, just go online. You can see these for yourself. And uh, I always say that the, uh, the more unqualified the person, the bigger the diploma is hanging uh, on the wall behind their desk. Absolutely. Uh, you know, because uh, you can't tell the difference as a uh, consumer. You see these wonderful, colorful diplomas that... Uh, are framed behind the desk and you know they say you know the uh, uh, I don't know the Smith board of plastic surgery not a real board but uh, not the American board of plastic surgery anyway be careful and uh, choose wisely otherwise you too could look like a duck but anyway uh, I use filler not just for wrinkles but also to augment the chin that means to make the chin bigger uh, to make the cheekbones bigger we're very, very careful around the eyes. I do not like to inject the lower eyelids, and I never inject uh, that area between the eyebrows because of that uh, risk of blindness, which is real, unfortunately. So that's your, uh, your primer on filler, Susan. And now I know you've, uh, you've had it and you enjoy it. Let's talk a little bit about buckle fat pads. So, so show me your buckle fat pads again. No, you can't do that. Can't, she can't. And if you're driving in uh, over the George Washington Bridge, wait until you get to your destination before you look for it. But the operation to reduce chubby cheeks. Now, this is another one that has to be done very, very carefully because as you get older, one of the things that happens is your face changes and the fat distribution changes. And you do begin to get a gaunt appearance, many people. By the time you're in your late 50s, 60s, if you had a chubby cheek when you were uh, when you were 20 or 30, you might not have it anymore. So we plan ahead in plastic surgery. We really do. We don't want to do a procedure that will, what we say, burn bridges. We don't want to do something. So I don't want to uh, do something that will make it so that you can't have another procedure in the future. That's why, by the way, when I put breast implants in, I put them behind the muscle. Because I don't know how you're going to age if you're 25. And if you're 50 and you have drooping breasts and have had implants placed in front of the muscle, then you, know, you might not be able to have a breast lift. So we always think ahead in plastic surgery. And so with buckle fat pads, if you have chubby cheeks and you're 25 and you come in, like I did a woman, I think she was 22 last week, 
And uh, I was very careful. We don't want to remove all of that fat because I have to plan for what she is going to look like when she's 55. 30 years from now, she comes to me for a facelift, and I say, well, you know, I removed all that buckle fat. So uh, we have to be very careful, and it's called a judicious removal. The way I do this, by the way, is no incision on the outside. So if you open your mouth, again, not while you're driving, and you look inside your mouth, there's a little salivary duct on the side. It's by, it's your upper teeth. You look by your molar in the back. There are a bunch of molars, right? There's the wisdom tooth, and then there are two molars, and then a couple premolars. Sound like a dentist, like my father. Uh, but between the first and second molar is a little duct, and that drains the salivary gland, the big one from your cheek. We have to be very careful. Uh, because when I make an incision just behind that, if I don't know what I'm doing, I could actually cut that duct, and that is not good. Uh, there's also branches of the facial nerve there that could affect your, uh, your ability to close and open your mouth and open your jaw. So it's, uh, it's a very dangerous area if you don't know what you're doing. But for someone that does, a board-certified plastic surgeon, we make a, a little incision that's about a half an inch or so. And uh, then we go through a couple layers of muscle and we find that fat. We remove a little bit of that fat, put a couple stitches in, and voila, in a couple weeks after the swelling has settled down, your cheeks are less, less uh, plump, you know, than just a little bit. Not too much. We don't want to overdo it. I don't want to make you look, uh, you know, like a little slender face at age 25 because if I do... Uh, you'll come again at 55 with a gaunt appearance. So, uh, no, we don't want that. So that is the buckle fat pad removal. It's made a resurgence in popularity. Uh, not everybody needs it, but I'm getting, I think I had two calls just last week, uh, more patients. And, you know, it's, it really is a testimony to social media. You know, the social media, the effect of it, and everybody looks and sees these uh, influencers have procedures, and uh, then they call me to have it done. And by the way, Susan, speaking of social media, I made the New York uh, Magazine list of the uh, best doctors in the New York hey, area. congratulations, Dr. Perry. Thank you. You know, I always say those things have become sort of popularity contests, but I suppose it's better to be on the list than not be on the list, even 100%. if it's a popular. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's good. Thank you very much for uh, the, and, and that's voted on by doctors. So that's not patients that vote on that list. It's doctors, and they ask, who would you send your friends and relatives to? Who would you go to yourself? So I'm happy to be on the New York Magazine list. Been on the uh, the best doctor list in the New York area, which is a different list. Uh, and uh, that's since 1999 every single year. So thank you for that also. So I want to say that uh, we're only taking phone calls for this half hour. The next half hour, nope, you missed it. We're not going to take phone calls. Uh, but next week, give us a call, 800-321-0710. And uh, don't forget, I've got a new office on 73rd and Park. I'm there every single week filling wrinkles, doing Botox, uh, doing minor procedures like mole removal, maybe fixing a, an elongated earlobe, something like that. That's what we'll do in that office. And, and maybe if you convince me, I'll bring Althera there, the uh, high-energy-focused ultrasound. Like consultations too, right? Of course, consultations too. Thank you. Of course. 73rd and Park. It's a 785 Park Avenue. And of course, we're still in New Jersey, in Somerset, New Jersey, Franklin Park to be exact. And the phone number is 212-753-1820. And don't forget, if you are interested in daytime, 
which is that sunscreen or nighttime or clean time. We've got clean time coming back November. Everybody is emailing me. November clean time will be coming back. So thankfully, we have a new supplier and they are making it. So those of you who have been emailing me every single day, when's clean time coming back? It is coming back in November. So, so stay clean until then. You'll have to find something else or you can buy it in the kits. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon, host of this show, along with Susan Warner. We're going to take a short break. Noah, we'll be back after these words. These last two years have aged us terribly, but masks are coming off, and it's time to get back out there. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm here to help. I smooth forehead wrinkles with Botox and creatively use fillers for wrinkles around the mouth. Filler also plumps shrunken lips, and filler smooths the jawline. It makes your chin and cheeks more prominent, and along with lasers and Ulthera, even improves upper chest lines and aging hands. And when it's time, I'm a surgeon. I perform short scar, face, and neck lifts to help restore your youthful appearance. My offices are in Manhattan on Park and 73rd and in Somerset, New Jersey. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Let's sit down and come up with a plan to get you looking and feeling better. Check me out at www.perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry and my trusty co-host for a few months now, Susan S. Warner. Susan you didn't like the answer that I gave in that last uh, that I last didn't, question. Dr. Perry. I've been listening for months on end, and I've heard you discourage people from using filler under their eyes because of the even the small chance of blindness. So I'm a little uncomfortable with the fact that that's changed. Well, am I wishy-washy? Or, Not wishy-washy. Or, that's flip-flopping. Or, yeah, do I flip-flop or do I actually go with the changes in the medical literature? So I'm not a big fan of it. I'll be honest with you I uh, because it does scare me. Uh, but I have to say that in the last few months, there have been some publications that really said, uh, well, you know what? If we go all the way down to the level of the bone, we do not inject just underneath the skin, do not inject just on top of the muscle or even just under the muscle. But if we go to the level of the bone, uh, map out where the blood vessels are with ultrasound, with these new tools that we have, then it is significantly safer. Now, granted, it's not perfectly safe. It really isn't, you know, because there's always that small chance because the blood vessels around the eye do connect with the blood vessels that go to the retina. And if you do inject, if the plastic surgeon injects anything, whether it's fat or Restylane, Juvederm, any of the filling materials, and they're unlucky enough to get it into the blood vessel, well, then you get immediate and irreversible blindness. Doesn't seem worth it. Yeah. You know, I, I understand, and I'm not a big fan, and I haven't done it lately because of the the meeting that we had about a year and a half ago, the American Society of Plastic Surgeons meeting, where they discussed for one hour those complications of blindness. And the other thing that uh, is a problem with filler around the eye is protracted swelling. And I have had women who had swelling as long as six months after that. And if you get that, you're not going to be thrilled. And in the, at the meeting that we had, uh, the plastic surgery meeting last year, they presented a woman who, you ready for this one? 10 years of swelling 
it was just endless after uh, after filling. So it really isn't one of the better places. You know, filling around the uh, mouth, no issue at all. Around the eyes, there is an issue. I also would say that people who listen don't only go to plastic surgeons to have injections done. So when you're going to professionals who aren't quite as um, thorough and might not use ultrasound, but still will shoot on that area, I think you're talking about a risk. Absolutely. And that's such a great point. You know, I've been talking about this for 30 something years because, uh, you know, what's happened is in the beginning, it was plastic surgeons and then plastic surgeons and dermatologists and then plastic surgeons and uh, ear, nose and throat doctors and dermatologists and then ophthalmologists who did. And those at least uh, those doctors, uh, you might make some arguments about their aesthetic training or whatever, but but they should be safe because they're surgeons and they know the anatomy. Actually, those the dermatologists are not surgeons, but the ear, nose, and throat, and the ophthalmologists are surgeons. But, but those are the the specialties that typically inject. And then, and then, there are dentists that inject, and that scares the heck out of me. In New Jersey, uh, five six years ago, it was not allowed by law, but because the dentists are self-regulating entities. Uh, the Board of Dentistry said, yeah, it's within the scope of practice of dentistry, and so we're going to allow it. So in New Jersey, it's now allowed by dentists. Um, how about nurse practitioners or physician's assistants? How about the nurse practitioner that did pediatric uh, nurse practitioning for you know 10 years and then just got a job at one of those uh, storefront places and took the four-hour course in, uh, in injectable fillers and and the two-hour course with a lunch break for the Botox uh, filler. Well, that's uh, my concern. Yeah. And, and it's a real concern, and that is why, Susan, that is why there are so many bad jobs walking around all over. I won't give an, uh, geographic neighborhoods. You don't like when I but do that. But bad is one thing. Dangerous is another. That's right. Bad is one thing. Dangerous. You know, it's a testimony to the resilience of humans that there are few really terrible things. But I have seen them. I've seen terrible lumps. And uh, while I have not seen, heaven forbid, blindness or strokes in my practice, uh, I do, I read the literature and it comes up all the time. There are hundreds and hundreds of those. And then there are the minor things like blisters that result in scars. And then there are the, the jobs, Susan, where people try to do the, uh, the liquid facelift, for instance, right? Which is one of those things that I cringe at because in order to lift the cheeks with filler, you have to put so much filler in that you look like, do you remember who I say you look like? Arnie, Arnie Schwarzenegger, yes. Look, he looks great, right? But most women don't look good as Arnold Schwarzenegger with this face, uh, with these giant cheekbones that lift up, uh, it's really bad. Or duck lips, uh, so common, unfortunately, where uh, unskilled people, you know, or particularly, how about this, Susan? How about people that say, you know, my fee is this for one syringe, and my fee is this for two and three, and they upsell. Oh, you need three syringes. And uh, so, you know, particularly the storefront places where, uh, okay, now they've just gotten a, a higher amount, of, a greater amount of money because they've injected three syringes instead of two. Forget the fact that your lip will curl up and you'll look like some sort of, um, you duck. know, duck or mutant. So, yeah, it's dangerous. And, uh, and and I've had people come to me, you know, the next week after these jobs, and they want me to dissolve the extra filler with hyaluronidase. That's an enzyme. And I've talked about that on this show. 
uh, hyaluronidase is, it, it does it. It will do the job, but it's not designed to just erase mistakes, artistic mistakes. It's designed to be injected, heaven forbid, you've got that blindness or a stroke, heaven forbid, or some disaster where you're going to lose a square inch of your cheek skin. That's what it's really for. And so, uh, again, I cringe when people in a, a very casual way inject that enzyme, which is a complex protein. I have, in my career, seen people in my residency, I saw a person die of anaphylaxis having a complex protein injected into his bloodstream for a cosmetic reason. And I'll tell you something, it's scary. It's very scary. So I do not use and will not use that. But you can massage those away. Hyaluronic acid is, is I think, the best filler. There are other materials that can be used, like the building block of bone called calcium hydroxyl apatite. That's in radius. And it's a great filler. It works really nicely, but it causes more lumps than hyaluronic acid. And so if someone came in with a lump from hyaluronic acid or a, a very full nasolabial fold, you know, where it's been completely obliterated, uh, which I see that amateurs, and I'll tell uh, they're amateurs, that they obliterate the fold so that your cheek and your lip just sort of meld together. That's not normal. Look at a 14-year-old. They have nasolabial folds. So you don't want them to be gone. You just want to minimize them, you know, so you look better. And I've had people come in and they look like some sort of an animal where there's no fold. And they say, please do something. So the only thing I'll suggest then is, you know, time and massage. You can massage away hyaluronic acid uh, infinitely, as long as it's there. A year later, if there's a lump, you can massage it away. But not true with radius, which is a hyd calcium hydroxyl appetite. That becomes bone-like within days of injection. So, yeah, uh, you have to be careful. You really do. With the people injecting, uh, I, you know, I, I've trained six years to do this, and I teach people at two different medical schools how to do this. And a little bit of a difference between, you know, the person who literally went to the four-hour course. And, and, you know, I think I said this to you. I can't remember if I said it on the air or off the air. But, but uh, you can almost judge the quality of the training of the person doing the injection by the size of the diploma. Because I'm telling you, the shorter the course, the bigger the diploma they, they give the people at the end of the uh, thing. And that's really why they're there. Get that little diploma. It looks real. You cannot tell the difference. You can't tell the difference. How are you going to tell this? If I wanted to go to Albany on Tuesday and, uh, and create a corporation called the, uh, the Perry Institute of Cosmetic Surgery, the Perry Board of Cosmetic Surgery, I could do that. And I could then give myself a certificate that says board certified by the Perry Board of Plastic Surgery. It means nothing, nothing. But yet people do that all the time with these self-designated boards. Right? There's only one Board of Plastic Surgery. That's the American Board of Plastic Surgery Incorporated. That's what it's called. There's one. That's it. So, uh, all right. We've, we've beaten that one, uh, Susan. I'm board certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry. And the phone number here at WOR is 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. Let's go to another phone. A lot of phone calls tonight on Shelly. What can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Well, I was wondering, Dr. Perry, um, you're talking about postmenopausal changes in the skin and fillers and so on. Well, postmenopausal, 
there's a lack of estrogen, of course, that uh, uh, in in the body, which which uh, accounts for a lot of these wrinkles. What about the use? Do they use estrogen in creams on the skin? Would that help at all? Is that something that you use? You know, it's very controversial, Shelley. How old are you, by the way? 73. 73 years old. That's good. And I hope uh, you're doing. Where do you live? Uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, good. Are you getting the signal on uh, WOR.com, 710WOR.com? I sure am. Great, great. Uh, yeah. Uh, good. Well, thanks for listening down there in uh, in Charleston. So, so you know, the, the use of estrogen is actually quite controversial. So let, let's get into a discussion uh, about that. Uh, it's actually a very complex uh, discussion. Women depend on estrogen for their sexual characteristics. Without it, your breasts don't develop, and you can't have children. But estrogen declines over time, and it takes the huge dive at menopause, which is most commonly between 45 and 55 years old, as I mentioned earlier. And lowered estrogen has very profound effects on your body. So particularly your sexuality and your appearance. But, you know, I leave the sexuality of the gynecologist. We'll talk about appearance uh, on this show. Uh, you know, so the different estrogens are called estradiol, um, estriol, estrone. And the regulation is very, very complex in your body. It's produced by the ovary for the most part. And in smaller amounts, it's produced in the liver, the adrenal glands, and the breasts. And it's interesting, and Susan and I were talking about this earlier today, that the androgens, testosterone, is actually necessary to produce estrogen. And that's why testosterone supplements are sometimes used in women to increase sexual desire. So, but again, that's the province of gynecologists. That's the province of endocrinologists, not the plastic surgeons. What I get involved in are when estrogens decline, the skin ages rapidly becomes dry, becomes wrinkled, it thins, becomes less resilient and less elastic. And in a flash, you seem to age. And it, sometimes people say it happens overnight. And I believe that because there are these aging spurts that we have, just like growth spurts, you know, and your estrogen declines, your growth hormone decline, your thyroid declines, and all of a sudden you get a, an aging spurt. Now, the good thing about estrogen, it's uh, absorbed very nicely through the skin. So some women use estrogen patches, and some use it in their vagina. Um, and it really is a youth hormone. You know, the question is, uh, and it's not answered yet. I had this discussion with Dr. Michael Royzen a few months ago on the show. We're going to have him back. I think he's on for next week. So maybe we'll ask him again next week about this. Because estrogen is very, very complex, the decision to use it. Uh, because it is, there is an increase in, uh, in strokes and blood clots and heart attacks and things like that. And it has to do with the, uh, the uh, interplay between estrogen and progesterone and blood clotting. So it's very complex. It is definitely safer if you put it on your skin or in the vagina than if you eat it. Um, and I think Mike Roizen will tell us next week uh, that if you take estrogen, you probably should be taking aspirin also to counter some of the effects of the, the blood clots. Yes, Susan. But Shelly's asking, is, should it be put in creams and lotions and serums? Is that right, Shelly? That's correct, Susan. Susan gets right to the end. See, right I, to the point. I right. blab, uh, Shelley, you know, and uh, and Susan doesn't want to hear these long-winded. I've never heard of estrogen being put in commercial creams. Well, that's because estrogen itself in a cream requires a prescription. Ah, there you go. Okay. But there are some other estrogen-like compounds that are being put in, and 
I warn my listeners, that's dangerous because you don't know. They're unregulated. They're phytoestrogens, so that means they're from plants. You don't know how much, what levels, what you're getting. You know, if it's not a drug, that means the companies do not have to submit data to the FDA, and you don't know how much you're getting. So I think that's too dangerous. Whether or not you put estrogen cream on your skin, that's a whole different story. And personally, I think there's no question that it will cause you to reverse some of the changes of aging of your skin. It really will. So there's no question that it, it uh, decreases or improves the elasticity of the skin. Um, it improves the roughness of the skin. It improves wrinkles. There's no question about that. But the, there's the other side. Yeah, you know, the other side is, is that safe? And that question really hasn't been answered yet. Uh, so stay tuned, Shelley, because maybe you'll call back when Dr. Royzen is on. I think he's scheduled for next week, possibly the week after. Uh, but he is an expert in this field. And uh, as you know, he was my co-host on this show for six years. Is Susan. there any value to placenta-based masks or oh. uh, whatever the use of the umbilical cord? The, there's a lot yeah. of... Uh, Okay, that that's one of my pet peeves also. I mean, who would really want to put placenta from God knows what person or animal on their skin? No, no, that's crazy. Don't <laughs> And not only that, Susan, uh, they grind up these cells. They put them, you know, these are like stem cells also. It's crazy. It's, it's voodoo medicine. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, what is that really going to do? The cells are not alive, right? So are you getting a hormone from that? What are you getting? What are the levels? That's crazy. There are so many things that are put into skin care that have absolutely no scientific basis, and stem cells are one of them, and placenta is another one of those, and charcoal is another one. The list goes on and will be in my next book, by the way. <laughs> All right, Shelly, have we answered your question or have we bored you? No, absolutely, absolutely. You have answered my question, and uh, I certainly won't be using, uh, uh, I won't be looking for estrogen in the skin cream, a topical skin cream. Thank you very much, Dr. Perry. You're very welcome. Thank you, and thanks for listening in Charleston. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry here with Susan Warner, and we're going to take a short break. The number 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. There's another 13 minutes to get your call in right away. What do you want from your skincare? I know what you want. You want products that actually do what they're supposed to do. And you want skincare that's simple to use. You want skincare that's non-toxic. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created exactly that. Great skincare with effective ingredients, inexpensive, and easy to use. And to look great, you only need four products. I've got daytime SPF 20 skin protector. That's your foundation. I've got a moisturizer and a nighttime serum that contains vitamin C and A, fruit acid, antioxidants and skin brighteners and once you've used my clean time soap well you're never going to be able to go back to the cleansers that have been harming your skin for years i want everyone to try my products so for a limited time i'm giving wor listeners 20 percent off go to drperrys.com that's d-r-p-e-r-r-y-s.com or give us a call at 844 dr perry use the wor21 code for the discount to learn more listen every saturday evening at 6 p.m right here on W-O-R. 
These last two years have aged us terribly, but masks are coming off and it's time to get back out there. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm here to help. I smooth forehead wrinkles with Botox and creatively use fillers for wrinkles around the mouth. Filler also plumps shrunken lips, and filler smooths the jawline. It makes your chin and cheeks more prominent, and along with lasers and Althera, even improves upper chest lines and aging hands. And when it's time, I'm a surgeon. I perform short scar, face, and neck lifts to help restore your youthful appearance. My offices are in Manhattan on Park and 73rd and in Somerset, New Jersey. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Let's sit down and come up with a plan to get you looking and feeling better. Check me out at www.perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm sitting here in the Hamptons in uh, Long Island, which is so far out from New York that we're very close to London, I think. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the Hampton Hamptons. It is, you know, when there's traffic from New York, it seems like you could probably get to London faster than, uh, than going to the Hamptons. But I'm here with Susan, who is uh, the author of uh, some essays. Where can you find your essays, Susan? Everything I have can be found on SusanSWarner.com, my essays, um, my published pieces, and my podcast. But you really want to listen to the podcast. She's got about eight out now, I believe. And one came out last week that is uh, really tough. It's tough. It talks about her, her life. Losses, yeah. Her life and her losses. But, and uh, recovery. Yeah. You know, if uh, one thing you learn as you get older is that everybody's got something, you know, and whether it's illness or whatever. And if you're in your 50s and your 60s, uh, listen to this because it is really quite spectacular. Susan Thank you. is suddenly single. Mm -hmm. And you can hear it on, just go to iHeart, go to Spotify, go to Apple Pod, wherever you get your fine podcasts, right. as they say. And you listen to Susan's podcast and... Uh, do it after this show, though. All right. We were talking about, uh, we were starting to get into that discussion because of the last question about menopause. So, you know, menopause is something obviously every woman goes through at one point in the life, some early, some late, but it really does a number on your skin and uh, you change rapidly. And you can always tell, I can as a plastic surgeon, just by looking at a woman who is pre and who is postmenopausal. Now, you might not be able to, but I'm trained to do this, and I know the, the classic changes of aging. Um, and by the way, when you have those uh, carnival guys, you know, that guess ages, there are some very set things that occur within, you know, three, four, five years that they look at the cues, the descent of the gel and the wrinkles around the lips and the, the wrinkles around the eyes. Uh, they're trained in that also, and they can pretty accurately guess your age and so can a plastic surgeon because of the predictable changes of aging that occur more in women than men. It's a little harder to guess men's ages. We're, we're blessed. We don't have those uh, menopausal symptoms. But mm. So what do we do? So we talked a little bit about topical estrogen and I think at some point we will figure out how to have a nice skin cream that has estrogen that's, that's safe. But remember that estrogen, people think, well, if you put it on your skin, that's got to be safer than eating it, right? Well, not necessarily because drugs that are put on your skin, estrogen is a drug or nicotine or some vitamin uh, patch or something like that. Um, people uh, do all sorts of things now with these patches, scopolamine for nausea and things like that. 
they get absorbed into the bloodstream if they're a small molecule. So it's got to be a small molecule. So big molecules can't get absorbed that way. So, Susan, I'm going to teach you some. Nah, you're, you'll be bored with the molecular weight thing. All right, but it's 500. That's the number. Your molecular weight of anything has to be under 500. Those of you who are interested, yeah, you can email me, and we'll, I'll send you a, a reference. But under 500. And anything that gets absorbed through the skin or anything that actually causes a skin allergy like poison ivy or anything else, a contact dermatitis, has to be under 500 because anything over can't get through the skin. That's what, if I inject you with Botox, Susan, if I were to do that, um, and maybe spray a little bit in your eye, and you say, oh my God, I'm going to go blind. No, no, no. Botox weighs 160,000. And what was that number that I told you? 500. 500. It can't possibly get through the skin, or the eye, or the mouth, so you don't have to worry. But things that are small molecules, they do get absorbed right through the skin, and they bypass the liver. They go right into the bloodstream and into every organ in the body, including the brain. So what does the liver do? We're genetically programmed to eat all sorts of things. You know, we wander through the woods and eat berries and things like that. And heaven forbid we eat uh, some poison. Usually we're not going to die because our liver will detoxify it. But it's bitter, and those are the, the, the hints that there's a poison, and uh, we might vomit first. But then uh, if it gets through, our liver will detoxify it. Not true with our skin because we are not genetically programmed. Our genetic destiny has not been to put hundreds and thousands of chemicals on our skin like we do in the modern era with skin care and things like that. So because of that, it goes right through, not detoxified, into our body. And that is why things like para, the parabens, very toxic in my opinion. Uh, probably, yes, they cause breast cancer. I think eventually, pretty soon, they're going to be off the market, and they're in 65% of skincare products, the parabens. Not healthy. The, the sunscreens that are not zinc oxide, not titanium dioxide, the chemical sunscreens, not healthy. They act like estrogen in your body. Um, and, you know, also, so the estrogens and progesterones and things like that that you put, it does go into your body. So, on your skin, not necessarily safer. But what is safe? So let's say, Susan, that you're postmenopausal. You said you're suddenly single. Let's say you're postmenopausal. Uh, if you are, what can help you? What do you think, Susan? We're not talking about skin care here. So what, what are the things that plastic surgeons do? You know. I'm, I'm confused by your well, question. Well, okay. What are the things that we do? If you come to my office and you say, I am seeing the changes of aging in my face. So, Dr. Perry, what can you do so you come to me and that's what i do every day of the week so women come in and we might do the non-invasive procedures or we might do the surgical procedures right so the non-invasive procedures that help they're designed to reverse the changes of aging that are caused by uh, a lack of estrogen in the body a lack of different hormones a thinning of the skin that occurs at a rate of one percent per year after age 30. so we get rough skin, we get wrinkled skin, we get splotchy skin, right? Dry skin. Dry skin, right, because the hyaluronic acid in our skin, we have that, by the way. And it's no coincidence, by the way, that the things that we inject into the skin are things that are normally in the skin. Remember the days of collagen? You're mm -hmm. too young to know <laughs> about collagen. But in 1982, collagen was first described to be injected uh, into the skin and hyaluronic acid. Those are two normal constituents of the skin uh, collagen is the structural layer of our skin. Hyaluronic acid keeps our skin nice and dewy, 
nice and wet, right? That's the, uh, the, the moist skin of a, of a young person, someone in their 20s, 30s, and even 40s, and the dry skin of a woman that gets in her 50s and 60s. So we inject these things, and your skin looks better for lots of reasons when we inject hyaluronic acid. Yes, its water content is increased, and yes, it's less wrinkled. But there are lots of other things that we can do. We can laser the skin. We can use Ulthera, which is a, another method of heating up the skin. Why do we heat up the skin? Well, when we do that, we create a healing response. Healing causes a generation of collagen. That's good. And it also shrinks the skin. We can do all sorts of skin uh, things to the skin. And next week, we're going to finish this discussion because we had so many phone calls today. I couldn't finish my entire discussion. I'll tell you later if you like this evening. I'll be happy to tell you. Susan's eyes are glazing over. She said, no, no, we'll wait until the show <laughs> next week. That's when I'll hear about all the things. <laughs> I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. If you do want to make an appointment with me in the New Jersey, central New Jersey, yes, we still have people think, have I moved to New York? No, I'm still in New Jersey, still in Somerset County in the geographic center of the state. You can make an appointment by calling 732-422-9600 in Manhattan. It's 212-753-1820 on the Park Avenue office. And that search center opening? Oh, it's coming. I was there this week again. The, the studs are up in the walls. The plumbing and electrical is going in this coming week. It's getting very exciting. Next week, we'll announce our anesthesia group. That's exciting. We have a chosen one, and uh, we'll talk about that with my partners in a week or two. Uh, if uh, Yeah, it's coming. Tribeca is probably late October, early November, and I'll be doing all my surgery there. And uh, if you are interested in the products we discussed on the show, it's drperrys.com, D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com. And don't forget, you can listen to Susan's podcast. That's important. I want listeners out there. Susan is suddenly single. Noah, thank you for great engineering as usual. And David Folk Thomas is coming up, so listen to him for the news broadcast. Susan, thank you so much for taking time on your Saturday evening. Good night, Dr. Perry. Good night. And Noah, take care. And once again, perryplasticsurgery.com is the website. Don't forget to go to that. And facebook.com slash Dr. Arthur Perry. All right, everybody, 6 o'clock next week. Bye-bye now.